Welcome to the first episode of Safe Space. I'm Antonio. I'm Elijah. And today's topic or today's episode is on mental health. And the reason we decided to make this the first episode is because we want to target um, the males because male mental health is not really talked about that much in our society. So we feel like we just want to bring light on the importance of, of that, um, that issue in our society today. Right, because... You know, in the world we live in today, there's a lot of double standards, but, you know, this this is an, an important one to address because, you know, men suffer from mental illnesses as well, and it's not only female, so. That's true. I remember I was leaving work. I can't remember exactly what day it was, and I was listening to a playlist on a song by Music soul child came on and the first line of the song says i was taught the true definition of a man was to never cry hurt till you die because you got to provide and i was like wow and that's stuff me like and that's and that's just what it is like these are things that all men have to carry around that is not okay for them to show emotion or to feel anything because they have to be the breadwinner they have to be the provider you know what i mean right and like I see like stuff on Instagram and stuff like when I scrolling through and I saw a quote where it was like uh dogs, women and children are loved like unconditionally, but like men are loved conditionally because they only love when they provide. And if 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 every man are put inside that like circumstance, then it's like, you know, if they aren't what society expect them to be mm-hmm. and they view themselves as less than which could negatively affect like their mental health and stuff like that so many people like suffer from like depression and stuff like many men mm-hmm. and like they don't really become vocal about it because like we're always taught like men supposed to be like big bold brave you know they're supposed to be strong and when on, the, you, on the out on the outside <laughs> but the right. inside the inside could be a mess but the outside you know right but like when you don't feel strong and when you don't like feel like how you know a quote-unquote man should feel then you mentally like go down the drain you know and then who do, who do you run to in that instance as well exactly you know what I mean? if, if a man try to talk about it then it's like you know suck it up you know you're a man you're you're a male like you know, they act like we don't have feelings as well. So, and I feel like, especially in our <laughs> in Bahamian society, in the Bahamian society as well, that's that's a big thing. I don't think mental health in the Bahamas is really talked about or really appreciated for what it is. Bye. <laughs> One second, my knees pull up. <laughs> <laughs> Very worse before your your niece, who is a, a future mental health advocate, came in hop on uh, the conversation <laughs> in mean society with mental health like how it's not really appreciated because really Bahamians in particular don't really like talk on it it's like you know if you was to tell your parents like you're depressed or something they like go inside your room go read a book you know what I mean like they don't no, really what you, what, you, like, what, you, what you depressed for like what, what bills what bills you was paid to be depressed you know what exactly. I mean exactly <laughs> like they don't really like address the situation they just feel like if they just ignore it it'll just go away and it's like doing stuff like that doesn't really like help 
in the slightest, it, it just makes things worse because the only way to change something is to address it. And if you can't address the situation at hand, then you can't really change the environment around it to change it, you know? And I, I agree with that because I, I personally never really had problems with mental health really until I moved to Canada. And it didn't, I, I feel like it started off small. For example, being away from, like, from my family during Christmas times is always hard for me. Like I feel like it was, I used to have seasonal depression like around Christmas time just because I couldn't be with them during that season so I was always sad no matter how loved I was and how I was around family or friends I'd like right. family I would still feel a sense of loneliness because I wasn't with my family you know what I mean right I and I could relate to that because it's like even though like I was at home before I like moved away and stuff like that like I always had like I guess a sort of depression like every now and then like I always felt like you know a kind of lonely feeling like most of the times even though like i grew up in a house like full of people and that's that that's really what i like had a hard time understanding when i was younger i'm like you know in a house full of people i still feel alone feel, alone. Yeah. feel misunderstood stuff like that and you know just growing up is i just like accept that as me and like i just different i guess and being away from family only kind of made it worse because you know it isn't like I'm always surrounded by people now. It's like, okay, I'm away from family. People who I'm familiar with. And now I around unfamiliars. And I ain't really around people as much as I used to be, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it it really like caught up to me, I guess, in a sense to say that I know more of what the issue is, you know? Mm-hmm. and it's not just like you know not being around people or like you know not being understood or whatever it's just like understanding that it like depression happens like, like for whatever reason that it happens like i have to i wouldn't say accept it but i, I do understand. have to accept it because yeah. i have to accept it to change it yeah but i have to try to understand it from a perspective where I look within myself and not look out there, mm-hmm. you know. So I like moving, moving away. It like helped me to get into that mindset where I have to try to understand it and not like just live with it. So in a way, I guess moving away was kind of good, kind of bad, you know. But you yeah, know. I feel that. Like I mentioned before, last year was the the first time I actually very like had a, a lot going on in regards to like mentally. Like I was like depression, anxiety, like everything was hitting me at once. And being a person that never experienced it before, like I'm always the, like the happy person, like the, the the Joe Crocker, you know what I mean? Like so, like I never thought that. <laughs> stuff could happen to me so like what i remember i was listening to um a conversation between michelle williams and i think daryl waltz and it was a bunch of other people that was in the discussion as well and he started talking about how he was depressed and he started looking at the signs like oh i lack i lack motivation to do this and i just was 
listening i was check, checking off boxes and i was like oh my gosh I'm like they act like me but actually like maybe actually on the press but it took me a while because i'm like you know what like nah i ain't depressed like i just like i just don't feel like going to the gym i just don't feel like doing nothing but then i had to really look into it i'm like okay i'm actually depressed and it's it's different when you're actually a high functioning depressed person because I, I could still be doing everything like normal but still be sad as well right, I, still be, I still feel unmotivated but you're doing yeah, it because, but you're you doing know, it because you have to do it <laughs> right because like i could relate to that too because like um i think it was 2019 2019 when, when dorian like hit the bahamas and all that tragedy or whatever and i actually lost one of my best friends to that storm like i never really spoke about it though a lot of people like I lost one of my best friends at a store. And you know, I, like that hit me like real hard because it's like that's someone who I really like got really close with. And it's like not 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 being able to text them to check up on them, be like, hey you good, not really like seeing the text from them no, you know. And it was a lot, you know what I mean? Like like I said, I always knew like mental illnesses and stuff like that. And I guess I had a form of social anxiety, but like it progressively like got worse. And after that whole situation, it was just like everything just like went off the charts. Mm-hmm. And I had to look within myself again to like find motivation to do like everything that I had to do because it was in the middle of the school semester. And I was like, I legit don't feel like doing anything anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I had to like dig deep in myself to find motivation to do a lot of things. And I was trying to hold it in, you know, be strong, quote unquote, you know, how <laughs> men should be. And several nights I just break down and let it all out because, you know, I just couldn't hold it in anymore. Yeah. And I feel like that's the way I, I struggle because I can't do that. Like, I don't know how to release. Like, there's so much stuff that I have, like, just pushed away to the back of my head so I don't dwell on it all the time. And it's to the point where, like, you know, I lost my best friend last February as well. And, like, I have yet to cry. (laughs) And, like, it's sad, it hurts, but I can't cry. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's what's causing me to not get over it. And it, that's not the first time either, because I've also lost two aunts as well being over here and haven't been able to go back to attend the funeral as well. So I feel like that has a, had a, a, a part in me just not being able to express emotion as well, because I'm just like, I feel like I just numb to it all. Because that's it's such a constant high thing. That's, that's when you're high Because you don't really take the time to be like, you know, like to sit, to you, sit, to sit with it, right? I just sit, let it marinate in your I mind. I just, and, I can't, I can't, I can't sit in the silence, man. I just can't, I can't do that. And I, 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 I found myself doing it one night actually, and I was like, I don't, I can't do this. Like, I can't do this. Like that actually opened up so much of my anxiety for real because I couldn't, I couldn't sleep. It was months on end where I couldn't sleep, and it's actually happening again now where I, I having like bad sleep anxiety where I can't, I, I can't sleep at all. Like I'd go to sleep. But I keep getting up because, like, my heart just, and I don't know what's causing it or why, but it just keeps happening. 
festive and stuff like that. Like, well, growing up, I always used to be up late because, you know, night owl and stuff. But, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um, nowadays, like, staying up mainly is be contributed to, like, my overthinking habits because it's like I always like to take the time out to reflect like every day because like it helps really it, it it helps me to gauge like how I'm progressing mm-hmm. and like how things like changing because like I I'm overly observant so I pay attention to like the smallest of details Same. and I know it's like the smallest of changes and even even in, even in text messages i like i right. i can read right. phone to text i'd be reading like the conversation like i, I haven't it in your like in your face <laughs> right exactly like picking up on all the energy and it's like like you text some weird like right? you don't text me okay like mm, you mad at yeah. me why are you mad at me exactly <laughs> like people just say like you know overthinking is a bad thing but like it could be a good thing as well because most overthinkers understand more than people who don't because when you overthink you you play in a situation or something in your head over and over and over again so instead of just looking at it from one perspective where you see it from surface level you're looking at it from you know a three-dimensional plane where you're looking at it from every single angle like a bird's eye view kind of exactly and like just you know understanding the entire situation and not just part of it because you could compare it to like looking at a house if you just look at the outside of the house you only get like the front picture and it's like okay the house the kind of pretty mm-hmm. but you wouldn't really fully understand how it looks until you go inside the house. right you know and that's that's similar to like overthinking and like when it comes to you know releasing and like releasing emotions and stuff like that like with sadness you can't really let it build up because if you compare it to like a bottle a bottle of water a pressurized bottle of water you know and the more emotions like get stored inside it the more pressurized it becomes see, and, and if you don't like this and that's my yes, fail exclude. that's my fail because something can happen and i just can you know and i don't know i don't know when <laughs> And I don't know how, and I, and and that's why, and that's why I did this, you know, because I feel like this is my therapy, because I can't, I can't have that happen to me. I, I can't, I can't way. have that. <laughs> this is our way to help. <laughs> it's it's helping me, and it's helping other people. As, yeah, this is this is my this is my healing. <laughs> but would you say that um, that overthinking is kind of a defense mechanism, though? It is because when you overthink, you start to understand more how you feel or understand the cause of what's causing you to feel something. And you either, you know, buckle up and enjoy the ride to help solve the, help solve, solve the problem or you just shut down. Mm-hmm. And all that comes from thinking, which causes anxiety and a lot of other mental health. Because people just be like, I'm just, I, I just feel anxious. But, you know, they don't really pay attention to all the thoughts that are running through their head. Yeah, like, what, like what's making them anxious? Like what's exactly. triggering you to feel? 
because most people don't don't really think about the cause of the problem. They just looking for solutions. And with overthinking, you have to think about everything to get a full picture. That's why overthinking is kind of like a defense mechanism. It's good and it's bad, you know, because everything is bad when you do it too much. But like, there's also benefits to it. I like that. I mean, I wouldn't really necessarily consider myself an overthinker. I'd say a wise thinker. I don't necessarily think I overthink a lot. I just like to weigh my, like, you know, the pros and the cons. <laughs> I overthink everything. <laughs> I overthink everything. Lately, I find myself overthinking less. Not because, you know, I not because of you know whatever reason someone could come up with with me overthinking less but um i heard a quote before that was like person who thinks only think about thoughts and loses touch with reality right and most times people thinking it's just what they think that everything is and not really what it is because you know you're making up scenarios in your head mm -hmm. and instead of you know just taking action and seeing what happens you pick a scenario in your head you play and you, you run in with it right just right and you see so much different outcomes and normally you only see the bad ones that you just don't do it anymore because it's like you know why why waste my time you know, instead of actually like just buckling up with reality and, and, face the and head just on. going. Just but going I, I feel like it's also a way, like to, it's like a coping mechanism. So as if it were to play out the way that you that you thought it would, it's like okay, I saw this coming already. So I'm as hurt right. as I would have been if I didn't think that it was it was going to happen. Yeah, yeah but I think that's that's also a problem with people nowadays because they feel like they should always prepare for the worst. Not saying that you should hoping for the worst, but expecting, hoping for the worst, but expect, hoping for the, what's the quote? <laughs> expecting the worst and hoping, hoping for, for the, the best. best, but expecting the, hoping for the best, but expecting the worst. <laughs> That's it. Well, well, either way, like people just, expect for the worst they don't really hope for anything you know they don't really look at it as okay all of these options are stacked against me what if it actually work out how i want it to what if i take this step and it's better than i expected it to be mm -hmm. what if everything that's negatively in my head never happened you know yeah. but people don't really like look at it from that point of view because everybody's stuck in this whole mindset where Oh, no matter what I do, I end up being hurt or no matter how hard I try, it ain't work out. Nothing good enough. You, you know? know, and it's like they don't really, like I said, because they don't take a step back and look at themselves and realize how much they progress. They don't really see it and they don't really know what they're fully capable of because they think that the one time they actually did something, where the odds were stacked against them, that it was just luck or some type of, you know, good deeds brushing off on them. 
mm. when it's actually them just being a lot stronger than they think they are and more capable than they think they are you know mm-hmm. and i feel like a lot of that really goes back to like mental health too because you know people doubt themselves because of everything that happened in the past and you know they live with their their failures instead of actually learning from it and went from it and you know mentally it can make them depressed or anxious to try new things or always feeling like <laughs> if they try that. something they can mess up you know hello this podcast <laughs> this was <laughs> this was something i was about to do for so long but i kept putting it off because i said you know what this probably is not going to be as good as i'm expecting it to be but hey I'm doing it now. So that's one step in the right direction, eh? <laughs> right. Because at the end of the day, it's always it's always a journey. Like whether you take the step or not, the journey's still gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And you taking the step or not determines on where your journey leads. Yep. You know, you also, because you also miss ninety nine percent of the shots that you don't take anyway, so you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. If you, if you don't take them, you don't take any. <laughs> exactly, you know. So I feel like, like many people who like suffering from mental health issues, and you know, men or women, mainly men right now, because that's why we highlighting men in the in the title. You know, mainly. Mainly men right now, it's it's okay to to feel, you know, and it's okay to take the first step. Like doubt is normal because of past experiences, but you must look past that because if you look in in the rain and you only see fog, it doesn't mean that the green trees isn't behind it. You know, the rain is there for a season, the fog is there for a season. Once you keep walking straight, once you can see the next step which right in front of you, take it. Just keep moving forward one step at a time. You don't have to see the end goal right now, but you just have to see the next step you're taking. Mm-hmm. And by the time as you look up, you'll see that you're out of the fog, out of the forest, in the green grass lot. You know? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I feel like a lot of people just need to learn to really be like patient with themselves and really understand the root of the issue and not just say, well, I'm depressed or I feel this way. And it is what it is, yeah. you know? You have, like to, like, you, have to, you have to die second, like, pick it, like pick it apart. Almost. Ex- exactly. Like in certain situations where you say it is what it is, yeah. But when it comes I mean, to understanding like your feelings and stuff like that because the only way to get the only way to solve problems is to get through it and like math like you get an equation you can't just you know solve it without getting through it so you have to address the problem and you have to you know take every single step until you reach the conclusion because Unless you know the step, what's next, you can't skip it. Because mm-hmm. if you skip it, you end up with a wrong answer. Mm-hmm. And, and if you end up with a wrong answer, x minus two equals five. You won't do guess up else because you didn't solve exactly, the equation. Exactly, exactly. And you only can answer it if you understand it. 
Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> so, I feel like patience is necessary with stuff like that. Um, just loving yourself more, you know, talking nicely to yourself, telling yourself everything that you wish someone who you love would say, would would say to you. Like, look in the mirror exactly. and say these things to yourself. That way, you don't have to seek validation from other people because you're telling it to yourself. Exactly. So, when they tell it to you, it's just like, oh, thank you. And I feel like that's what I struggle. I struggle with like taking compliments. And it's not me too. It's not in a, it's not in a bad way. Like, I take I I I I'm grateful for compliments, but it's okay. It's hard to describe. I don't know how to describe it. Like when some like okay, for example, when people tell me, "Oh, I I sing good," I'm like, "I do I sing? Thank you. Thank, thank do I really you. sing good? Like you know what I mean? Like it's it's okay." <laughs> I I know exactly how it is because like it's the same thing for me because you know. If someone like compliment me or something like say i have a nice smile i'd be like uh like okay thank you <laughs> you know like i don't know how to take it you know it'd be like like any nice thing they say and i'm like my brain just like shuts off for a second and be like i don't know what to say like i i just don't know what to say you know and people say if you get a compliment just be like thank you but then like when you just say thank you it's like did I now say the right thing? Say thank you, like, did okay, I really did I, say the right thing? Right. Now you just, you, 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 uh, you got to think about, okay, did I, so what did I say thank you for? Did I mean to say thank you? Did I want to say thank you? Then you, then I, you got to think back, was the person really them genuine well? in Can them saying do? that compliment to you? Should I compliment them back because they <laughs> Is it an eye for an tit for tat, tit for tat. <laughs> You know? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was like, you know, if, if a woman get a compliment, it's like she already know, thank you, keep it pushing, you know. But like when a man get a compliment, when men get compliments, it's like, you know, what it, do it I say? depends on who the compliments from. That is also true, but most times it's like, you know. A shell chop, your brain just cut off, and you just like, uh, like you, you dumbfounded there in the headlights. Just exactly like you just lost up, okay. and I feel like it it shouldn't be that way, you know, because if we have to think about what to say when we get a compliment, it shows that we aren't really getting. You don't think we can compliment as we that. should, you yeah. know? Exactly like like we already push inside the back of our heads that hey. We don't get compliments, so we shouldn't expect them. We don't, I guess, we don't look good or, you know, whatever runs through your head, your thoughts, mm -hmm. whenever you receive a compliment or whenever you don't receive a compliment because, you know, normally we just beat up ourselves because we are our worst enemies. So everything we do, quote unquote, wrong because we think we did something wrong. Just like overthink everything, or you know, find some way to not think about everything that we could possibly be doing, and you know, people just don't really like. Like I say, I guess it comes back to understanding, because I I try to look at it as if I get a compliment, it's like okay, I get a compliment, 
but like if i don't get compliments like well maybe they might be scared to talk to me maybe they might be shy you know maybe they might be intimidated you know maybe you know you you can't be intimidated because i intimidated because i don't really like people that much like i'm very introverted (laughs) so first of all i'm not going to just randomly talk to you (laughs) and and that's how i feel as well like because that's counterproductive i mean but sometimes i would like step out of my comfort zone and because i have a lot of good social qualities people feel like i'm an extrovert because like i say my social qualities introverted extroverted introvert right Uh, introverted extrovert right and like they would feel like i extroverted because of my social qualities but like a lot of people don't know that i have terrible social anxiety and like once it kick in i can't function at Mm -hmm. all and are people just don't see it you know it's like if i was to tell someone they'd be like you have social anxiety you don't (laughs) i feel like it i feel like i make it easy for people to see that because i could walk in a room with people i don't know and i would not speak to anybody <laughs> I'll, if I if I walk in a room, people I don't know, and there are people uh, as one person I know, I go in to talk to the one person I know. I'm not going to speak to nobody else, and it's a bad habit. I trying to break myself out of that because that's not how we build community, right? And like that's that that's how you grow as well. Because if you don't face the problem, then you never solve it. And I try to understand like, but why I have social anxiety? Like why I feel this way during certain times, and you know, I still really trying to get the conclusion for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you and you and me both. <laughs> you and me both. But I feel like maybe maybe because I may be afraid of some sort of rejection, like or being ignored in some way. Or seen as weird. Which would be yeah, you know, which would be I guess considered a form of rejection. Because you're not really accepted quote-unquote accepted mm-hmm. and you know just trying to understand like it's, it's just up to me to understand like how do i get past that and don't really let that play a factor in how i interact or how i present how myself do, or get out more and how i connect you know yeah but i feel Happy for the people that don't suffer from social anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> How does it feel to be God's favorite? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. But um, yeah, like these things, I guess, come from a place of mental, as always. And it's just how we perceive the world because a lot of things we just think and you know let it get to us and it causes us to feel a certain kind of ways mm-hmm. but like with mental illnesses it's people who really can't control that it's when it happens it happens and no amount of telling me well just don't think about it or no amount of telling me it'll be okay will change that you know yeah it's, it's just a situation that we have to we ourselves with help from other people of course because nobody should you know go on their journey alone yeah we just have to figure it out and <clears throat> find ways to 
cope with it healthily. Healthily, that's a word. Healthily, <laughs> yeah, healthily is a word. <laughs> you know, but <clears throat> just need to find healthy ways of coping with it or like ways to, you know, get healthy. through it. So healthy. Healthy habits. Healthy, healthy, yeah. <laughs> okay, what, what, what would be... Healthy habits. What would be your your way your 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 way of your healthy way of release? Uh well, if I feel something, just let it out. You know, if I feel something, like any emotion I feel, I embrace it fully. And when but, it starts, how, to... how do you how do you do, like how do you embrace it? It, it just depends on what it is. If if I sad, I you know just sit in the sad feel sad. If I feel like crying, I just let it out, you know, let out as much as I could until I don't feel like crying no more. And I just let go of the feeling. If I'm happy, I, you know, stay happy, be as happy as I could be, embrace it, feel it, you know, absorb as much of it as I could. And when it's time to let it go, I just let it go. Because mm-hmm. the longer you hold on to something that's fleeting, the more it hurts you. It's like a rope. You know, you hold on to it while it's getting pulled out of your hand and you cut yourself from it. You know, get some friction burn. Now you need some anti-burn cream on, you know? (laughs) 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 Yeah, so I feel like, for me, and I find that my healthy way of dealing with my emotions, it's feeling it fully and letting it go. Because if I don't feel it fully and you know let it go, it just hovers there. And that's when you get, and that's when you get in that state, right? Exactly. And then once you get inside that endless state of oh, I'm depressed and I don't feel like doing anything, the only way to break yourself out is to find to someone f- to motivate to you motivate to yeah, get out of that. State. Yeah, yeah. You know. So yeah, that's how I really. That's my healthy way of dealing with it. What about you? What do you do when you, you know? <laughs> mine, mine, mine would be probably going to the gym. I feel like that's a, a big stress relief for me. So is it, just, is it just an escape or is it your way to actually like healthily get over it? Because I feel like it's both. I feel like it's both. <laughs> like because that's my like that's my zone like you can't tell me nothing in there because i as far as i can say i go in the gym when i in the gym i go in the gym you can't tell me nothing in the gym because i go in the gym so that's that's my way like that's that's my zone like everybody have their zone everybody have their you know their thing that's the gym is my thing right like, i feel I, like i feel like sports has really helped me too because you know on days when you really upset you know instead of like taking a jank on other take it out on the sport or like you say the gym you know and you just like go extra hard and you know funny, do what funny you thing to do. funny thing i was listening <laughs> to an interview with a, a lady talked about that she said that whenever she was angry she would go for like runs and it, right. it, like it became a habit where she would just like run every time she's angry run every time she's angry so when she stopped running she became depressed and she's like okay why am i depressed and she's like oh because i stopped running when i'm angry so i'm like okay if i stop going to the gym every like when I, become, when I become depressed because I'm going to the gym because <laughs> I don't want it to become like a, a habit I want it to be a healthy habit yeah but I don't want it to be my only way of that's, escape that's why, 
<clears throat> that's why it's important to learn dissociation. You have to learn how to dissociate two things. Because if you don't dissociate it, then it becomes dependent of the, on that one thing. Like people attach happiness to people who they love, you know? Yes. And it's like happiness should come from, from you, you know? Mm-hmm. And if the person you care about or you love just stop talking to you or you're all on bad terms, then you aren't happy anymore. Mm-hmm. Though you though it should affect you, it should it not make take you your whole, unhappy to the point where mood. you are depressed, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because a lot of people don't dissociate the two. They yeah, that, like, that's when you, because you cut, you unwrap yourself so much in that person, in that friendship, in that relationship, right. that when it's right. taken away from you, it's like, okay, that's my whole life. Like, that's that gone. Right. So now, like, what do and I do why, now? <laughs> that's why so many people don't know how to cope when, you know, a friend who they expected to stay forever isn't there anymore, you know, okay. or okay. somebody who they like that. You don't have to, I vibe. I vibe. <laughs> <laughs> like, someone who they love, like, a intimate relationship with a girlfriend or boyfriend or, you know, a life partner, you know, and they, when they separate, it's like, my whole world gone and they look for things to try to help cope with it, whether it be drugs or, you know, gym or like sports or whatever, they never really take time out to fully understand that, hey, it's okay to feel like this, but it's also okay to let it go because it's okay to be wrapped up in the thought of a person. And it's also okay to let that thought of that person go because, you know, nothing really lasts forever. And forever is relative because three days could be someone's spell, you know? And to learn, but to, to do that, you have to dissociate, like, the two things, like, whether it be happiness with your girlfriend or your boyfriend or, you know, feeling a lot of joy when you exercising or only feeling motivated when you, you know, doing stuff you love. You know, you got to learn how to dissociate it because if you always depending on a feeling, mm-hmm then you're, you're never really, you know what I mean? You're addicted. And it's like, it's like, it's, it's like, like you, when you need to do something sorry, not to, and you not don't to cut feel you like doing it. Oh, you're but good. It's like you're looking for that, that original feeling, right? Right. Like, it's almost like drugs. You try to get the first high back. Right. And like, like I was saying, it's like, when you, like, if you don't feel like doing something, then you would never do it because if you always associate that feeling with doing that and you, let's say you have to go exercise, but you only exercise when you feel motivated. If you don't feel motivated, then you're less than likely to exercise, mm-hmm. you know, because of the association between them. Yes. Okay. And it's the same with like feelings of love, hate, sadness, you know, all those things, unhappiness, you know, Excuse me, you know, you got to really learn how to dissociate because if you don't, then your emotions would always be attached to something. And mm-hmm. if your emotions are attached to something, then that thing has full control over you. Over you. Which means that you are conquered by that thing. Yeah. So unless you overcome that thing, then you never really have full control of your life. Over your, over your, and of yourself as well. Exactly. That, that, that thing becomes your ruler now. That's your master. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> and then you look at it as, hey, well, my depression let me have a good day today. And it's like, no, you let yourself have a good day today. You just didn't let your oppression, your get depression. To, get to you, overtake you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel that. Yeah, I feel like now that the gyms are kind of closed for two weeks, <laughs> I, have to, I have to find. I mean, I've been I've been good this week so far, so I haven't really had no problems. But I feel like it's probably the break I needed to get to the right. understand that I don't want it to be like an addiction. Right. Like I want to do it for me, but not because I needed to escape although it can it can be an, a means of escape i don't want it that be the sole reason behind behind it right 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 and i had to learn that it's sports because you know uh the few times when i was injured and i couldn't really like practice and stuff it really like like put me in the mindset where it's hey you upset you can't exercise right now because you hurt and you can't do nothing about that so you have to face the problem like head on mm-hmm. and that's really where i guess develop my my mental problem solving skills you know <laughs> i guess we call it that mental problem solving skills <laughs> you know and i just learned how to find other ways to like like cope with it and even though at one point in time running was an escape for me I eventually learned how to dissociate, you know, running and escaping with, you know, there's other means where I could handle the situation and not just try to push it to the side and forget about it, you know, because if I, you know, didn't like handle it head on, then things would have been like a lot different, like. Maybe certain things that I dealt with back then would have still been affecting me today. Or like my outlook on how I view things might have been different today. Because when you always build an association with things, you always do that thing in the same way every single time you look at it. And you always handle problems the same way you do with anything else because you never really learn to really like solve the problem, you know? And like it it just causes cycles to repeat because you never really break break the cycle. You just stuck in the same loop over and over and over again. Like playing a song on repeat. And you you hear a good song, you like it, you play it on repeat five hundred times <laughs> and know all the lyrics and you never okay. search it up. Because okay, so- you so you know yeah then every song that i listen to you really calling me out on this podcast tonight and i don't like that <laughs> but i do i do <laughs> but yeah the reason why i i compare it to that is you find a good song you like you play it a thousand times and you know all the lyrics without even looking up the lyrics because you heard it's the same thing with 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 situations you deal with in real life you know, you end up in a situation or a situation started and already seeing every single step we can happen before it even happened because you stuck in that loop. You seeing the same tendencies. You didn't change yourself. You didn't change your mindset. 
didn't change nothing about you. And basically dealing with the same things, the same quote-unquote demons, just different days, you know, because you're stuck in that loop. When the loop ends, you might, you could pause it, you could, you know, try to skip the song, (laughs) you know, start it from the beginning or pull it back to midway and the loop still plays out because you never changed the environment that you were in. So you're always faced with the same no problems, the same situations. You always find yourself surrounded by, let's say, the same group of friends, just different names, different faces. You know, all your relationships you had and the same because you, know, you never really change. You never let yourself grow to be inside a different environment. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I feel like that's the, it's easy to get trapped in like loops, you know? And it's up to you to really like take a step back and evaluate everything and really like, you know, pull yourself out of it. Because if you don't do it for you, unless you have like really good friends, like they wouldn't really like step in and be like, hey, uh, I need to talk to you about this or that, oh, you know, because yeah. most people ain't really considerate of other yeah. people. Even they say they're friends, you know. And that's, and I could, I could say one thing. My friends don't uphold me in any of the foolishness they do. They would read me for filth. They will not allow me to make decisions that can damage my future. And I, I appreciate them. For, I appreciate you and I appreciate the rest of my friends for that as well. Because they, exactly. they, they call it like exactly. this. They don't, they don't slap up. That's why I always talk to you, bro. Because like, we always have the understanding that, hey, I respect every decision you make. But I would not sit back and let you make a dumb decision in front of me. Mm-hmm. I can't. I wouldn't be. You, I wouldn't be uh, your friend if I allow you to do that. Exactly. And if you make a dumb decision behind my back, as I didn't know, I can come back and I can tell you about it. No, when I no, I, I no, I tell you about, about it. it. I can write you know? about it. Because how are you so <laughs> silly to do that? Exactly. And I feel like it. It's important for 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 men, it's, like men especially, to have friends like that because you know it's. In, in my, from my perspective, it's a lot easier for females to really find friends who they could like talk to and tell everything to and, you know, mm-hmm. out of the, the bunch that they create, out of the bunch of friends that they, that, that they make, you know, they would find one or two really good friends who actually like look out for them. Mm-hmm. But like when it comes to like, like, like males, it's a lot harder to find really good friends because it's always a oh they some people always view it as like a competition like I can't let this person do better than me because I have to be the best you know and egos really like get in the way with yeah. the people who have egos and like you know it I, and I guess like pride kind of steps in the way too where it's like if if, if a guy really like feels something then he wouldn't really speak about it or if he needs something he wouldn't really like speak about it or like ask for help because you know it, it, it's his pride getting in the way and it's like I know I need help but, but I too prideful they might view me help. as less than right? yeah, so they, I rather they might just suffer and than. struggle through it because I don't want to be seen as less of a man because I ask him for help right and I don't want to be dependent on someone because you know I'm a man I'm supposed to provide I'm right, supposed yeah. to this I'm supposed to do that I'm supposed to you know and it's really important for 
you know, mental to find those one or two friends they could like always talk to, tell everything to, and you know, could joke around with and always get like sound advice from mm-hmm. instead of like self destructive advice. Yeah. You know, because you know, nowadays people like normalizing not feeling or you know, not having emotions and all that other foolishness, you know, like, it, 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 it's not okay. Like, it's not okay. But it is okay to feel. It, it, it's okay to feel. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to let out your emotions because man's mental health also matters. So if you take, if y'all got this far, thank y'all for listening, first of all. But I just want y'all to take from this that it is okay to feel it's okay to to struggle it's okay to to embrace your emotions but also it's okay to have healthy healthy ways to release your emotions release your feelings and also healthy friend groups are essential and they are important to your mental health as well as to you so thanks again for listening and we hope that you join us on the next episode of safe space